Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. It's been almost one year since the State Department notified Congress of the potential F-35 sale to Greece. Unfortunately, this sale has yet to move forward. This delay coincides with Turkish President Erdogan's attempts to use Sweden's NATO membership to pressure the U.S. over the sale of F-16s. Andy Zemanidis, the executive director of Halk, joins me to discuss the efforts to move the F-35 sale to Greece forward, and break down why progress in Greek-American relations should not be affected by the dysfunctional relationship between the U.S. and Turkey. Andy, great to be here at HALC headquarters with you. Good to have you here, Thano, or the Greek current's voice of God, Thano Stavelis. Andy, HALC has just sent a letter to Secretary Blinken expressing concern about continuous delays in the sale of F-35s to Greece. Why does this process seem to be stuck in the mud? I'm not sure I would characterize it as being stuck in the mud. Uh, it's continuously moving forward, just at a snail's pace. This process should have gone forward much quicker. As we noted in the letter, we and thousands of activists from so far 45 states who have co-signed the letter noted that the congressional sign-off, Congress cleared this since June. The pre-notification or the informal notification of Congress is almost a year old. I think there were some members of Congress who wanted to wait until both elections in Greece and Turkey were over and not make these weapon sales a domestic issue in either of those elections. When the elections were over, Congress cleared it, and there's really no good reason, no justifiable reason for the sale to have not been finalized. So in reality, what we have, even though the Biden administration is quite clear that it is not tying the two sales together, diplomatic sources and reports in places like the Wall Street Journal and and Reuters indicate that the Biden administration was waiting for Turkey to clear and finally approve Sweden's membership to NATO. So This grand bargain of F-35s and other military aid to Greece and F-16s with certain guarantees about how they could be used and specifically prohibitions against being used to challenge Greece's sovereignty would move forward. As we all know, Turkey has not approved Sweden and therein lies the very slow setting on this particular treadmill. Andy, something we've spoken about in the past has been the Stockholm Syndrome in Washington as a result of Turkey's hostage diplomacy. Is this now having wider consequences for steadfast allies within NATO like Greece? Not yet, but potentially so. I think that there is some time to go before a further delay affects Greece's delivery date of these F-35s. To Washington's credit, I think over the last couple of administrations, they have kind of disabused Turkey of the notion that they can veto U.S. policy in the Eastern Mediterranean. If Turkey had such veto power, we would not have had the updated MDCA. We would not have had other weapon sales. I mean, last week, the State Department noticed the sale of Black Hawk helicopters to Greece. We would not have had the lifting of the Cyprus arms embargo. There's a lot of things we would not have had. So Turkey would love to hold 
U.S. policy towards Greece and Cyprus and others hostage. They haven't. They haven't been able to. I think our issue is that lack of clear signaling, that lack of, no, it's over, guys. In, in this particular case, and the use of Stockholm is, <laughs> it, there was no pun intended, but it is, it is very fitting. Turkey literally tried to take Sweden hostage and all of NATO along with it. The U.S. has cut bilateral defense assurances with Sweden. NATO doesn't really need to proceed on Turkey's terms. But nobody's told Turkey, you know, your hostage diplomacy is over, and they're still kind of accommodating or at least indulging Turkey. That indulgence has to end. Now, it is hard because Turkey plays a role in the Ukraine deal. Turkey plays a role in the war on Gaza because of its sponsorship of Hamas. But still, the lack of clear signaling encourages more of the Stockholm Syndrome. Andy, sticking with Turkey, you know, we just heard this week Erdogan once again insists that ratification of Sweden's NATO bid hinges on Congress approving the sale of F-16s and even called for simultaneous action by Turkey's parliament and Congress. Is this an opportunity for Congress and the United States to finally say that, you know, enough is enough, as you hinted earlier? It is an opportunity. It should have been said already. And first of all, let's talk about this insistence by Erdogan. He said, I have a parliament the way Biden has a Congress. No, actually, Congress is a co-equal branch of government, and nobody's even going to pretend that Erdogan's parliament is a co-equal branch of his budding authoritarian regime. If Erdogan gave the thumbs up, this would have been done a long time ago. It should have been done around Vilnius. And frankly, you know, we'll remember, and we covered it back then during the NATO summit, President Biden was told that it was done. And then there was that famous Sunday night phone call where President Biden got on the phone to congratulate Erdogan and Erdogan flipped the script on him. And then they said they had a deal, but they really didn't have a deal. They had a deal that one day they would put it up for ratification. And then... Uh, Turkey went on a summer break, and then we were expecting an October approval, and then a, there was some December 1st date and December 10th date, and here we are in the last days of 2023, and Turkey has still not approved or given steadfast assurances that it will approve. So this is really a high-stakes game of chicken, and unfortunately, it's the U.S. that keeps blinking. So Blinken's blinking is only going to encourage whatever games Ankara is playing. And it seems they're playing this game of Fidan saying, well, we really want to, we're ready to approve. And then Erdogan pulling back at the last minute. Another thing that Erdogan has insisted on has been the lifting of arms embargoes by Canada and other NATO allies on Turkey. And recently, he made a point to specify that Canada and the U.S. were linking drone camera exports to Sweden's NATO bid. It was only a few years ago, Andy, that Congress called for an investigation into Turkey's drone program. Is this a chance to revisit the issue? Well, it seems that Congress is looking into the issue and the noise that they made. And it was then-Congressman Cicilline, along with Congressman Pappas and Bilirakis, 
And once again, the same people who are sending this F-35 letter, uh, sent letters back then, who called for a reevaluation of U.S. exports to Turkey. There was dual-use technology that went into these drones. They were arguably the purchase or the transfer of this technology violated CATSA sanctions. This was uh, an entire no jets for Turkey coalition, including the Armenian National Committee, Middle East Forum, Hindu American Foundation, In Defense of Christians, all participated in this drone campaign. Canada and now Erdogan's complaining that the U.S. has stopped these shipments. So clearly the, the noise that has been made had some effect. There should be more of a public spotlight put on this issue because, remember, Turkey used these drones in furtherance of the wars in the Caucasus, which now the U.S. Congress is, and the administration belatedly is acting against Azerbaijan's ethnic cleansing and, and potential genocide against Armenians in Artsakh. And they were used to hit our allies, our partners, in the war against ISIS, the Kurds. So Erdogan is just always trying to get more. Um, but I'm glad he put attention to his drone program because maybe Congress will remember we never got full answers on, on this inquiry. Andy, as was noted in the letter to Secretary Blinken, you know, this is a time when debates in Washington are raising questions in Europe over U.S. leadership. Are you worried that Washington may be dropping the ball here, both when it comes to the message it sends Greece and Turkey? So Congress is starting its Christmas break without having passed aid for Ukraine. So Russia is very happy. And I think Russia may be even happier if this delay would embolden certain forces to critique the Mitsotakis government. Kyriakos Mitsotakis has been steadfast and resolutely on the side of the U.S., on the side of Ukraine. We know certain other right-wing parties and certain far-left parties were kind of more pro-Moscow. There is no serious opposition in, in the center-left. Syriza has fallen apart. So any dissatisfaction in public opinion in Greece may embolden more radical elements, both to the right and left, who have shown pro-Russian tendencies. For the U.S. to risk that in Greece for a worst ally ever, Turkey, that has shown that they're going to be equidistant between Washington and Moscow is really irresponsible. Uh, and when you need European unity to help continue the support of Ukraine, it just, this delay is inexplicable. Andy, thanks for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas, Tano. In other news, Greece's parliament on Tuesday overwhelmingly approved new legislation that will grant tens of thousands of undocumented migrants residence and work permits amid a shortage of unskilled labor. The law links the right to residence with proof of employment. According to the Labor Ministry, it will affect some 30,000 people, many of them agricultural laborers. The United Nations Migration and Refugee Agencies praised the new law, which applies to migrants who have been living in Greece without residence permits for at least three years up to the end of November. Migration Minister Dimitris Geridis said the government seeks to blend strict border controls and fighting migrant trafficking with facilitating legal migration. 
Finally, European Union finance ministers agreed on Wednesday on changes to the EU's fiscal rules, updating them to the post-pandemic realities of high public debt and the need for massive public investment to fight climate change. The pact is complex, but is built on two crucial principles, an upper limit for a country's national budget deficit and an upper limit for its total public debt. To make fiscal consolidation faster for countries that have high debt like Greece, Italy, or France, the new rules set a minimum average annual amount of debt reduction. Additionally, defense spending gained a special status in the EU's fiscal policy for the first time, a key goal for Athens. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.